This is crazy. Let me begin. On trial in California is a lawsuit against the National Collegiate Athletic Association, the NCAA, charging them with negligence in the death of former USC linebacker Matthew G, who played between 1988 and 1992. G died in 2018 and was subsequently diagnosed with chronic traumatic encephalopathy, CTE, a degenerative brain condition that results from repetitive head trauma. His wife, Alana G., is alleging wrongful death and negligence, claiming the NCAA failed to educate Matthew G. on the dangers of concussions, of which it was well aware, and failed to protect G. from them. A jury has never ruled on whether the NCAA is liable for a negligent concussion protocol, whether it failed to protect athletes from concussions, traumatic brain injuries, lifelong illness, and even death. The NCAA has faced a handful of lawsuits in the past decade from athletes who endured long-term injuries stemming from concussions, but the cases have all been dismissed or settled. This case may change the way concussions are managed in all sports and the responsibility of teams and leagues to provide proper education, monitoring, and protection to players. So what's crazy? The testimony under oath by a former NCAA medical committee member who is UCLA's football's team physician. Under oath, he testified last week that warning players about concussions and the dangers associated with concussions would unnecessarily worry them. Let's put aside for a moment that this physician, who is a family physician by training and not a board-certified neurologist, served as a member of the NCAA's medical committee charged with reviewing whether the NCAA should create new rules for determining when college athletes should return to play. The committee allegedly reviewed the medical literature and came to the questionable conclusion in the 1980s that there was no need for the NCAA to create rules for returning to play because the science of concussions lack good scientific evidence. Crazy? Yes. But wait, there's more craziness. The supposed expert then testified that he believed college football players do not need warnings about concussions and their potential long-term risks because it is difficult to determine when a concussion takes place and the symptoms may take a period of time to develop. According to this witness, Warning players about concussion risks may needlessly worry them. He doesn't believe warnings should be given to teenagers and doesn't believe this is the standard of care. And yes, even more craziness. This witness charged with the health and safety of players then told the jury that serious concuss concussions are rare and compared warning players about their risks to warning someone about to get into a car, they might die in a car crash. And this witness was not the only one doing crazy. Another NCAA official, this one who was the chief medical officer for the NCAA, testified that the claim of a connection between repetitive head trauma and CTE is just speculation. This supposed expert who is a neurologist doesn't believe that repetitive head trauma can be a cause of CTE 
and the lawyers re representing the NCAA, they're also doing crazy, claiming that the NCAA is only responsible for the scheduling of athletic competi competitions and is not responsible for the health and safety of players. They claim that the NCAA has no obligation to warn players of the dangers of concussions. So let's get this straight, because I don't do crazy. A concussion is a brain injury. Over 56% of individuals, according to the most recent studies, suffer long-term consequences because of a concussion. A concussion and its sequela can lead to physical, cognitive, emotional, and behavioral problems that can last a lifetime. Permitting a player to return to play before a concussion is healed increases the risk of another concussion and exposes them to a life-threatening condition known as, as second impact syndrome. Repetitive head trauma has been confirmed to be a cause of CTE by both the Centers for Disease Control and the United States National Institute of Health. And the NCA, they're more than a scheduling group. They are responsible for rulemaking. They engage and sponsor scientific study groups. They publish and distribute extensive medical, safety, and medical information to colleges. So thanks for listening to me this week. And I look forward to meeting with you again next week on a new edition of the Brain Injury Insider.